You're listening to the Cyberwire Network, powered by N2K. The IT world used to be simpler. You only had to secure and manage environments that you controlled. Then came new technologies and new ways to work. Now, employees, apps, and networks are everywhere. This means poor visibility, security gaps, and added risk. That's why Cloudflare created the first-ever connectivity cloud. Visit cloudflare.com to protect your business everywhere you do business. Hi, I'm John DiMaggio, and I am the Chief Security Strategist at Analyst One. I was dead set. I was either going to be an actor or a lawyer. <laughs> very different paths. But that was what I, I had decided I wanted to do from a very young age. Uh, I, I, I changed over the years when I saw how much school it would take to be a lawyer. And, uh, you know, acting just never was something I ended up pursuing. But I thought for sure I was going to be one of those two things, a movie star or a great argumentative lawyer. I was so curious about computers and technology from a very young age, and I literally taught myself how to build computers and, you know, learned every aspect of it that I could, and um, I just got a passion for technology. I have a, a bachelor's degree today, but I have never been uh, a big fan of school. I have a learning disability, and it's just it's always been a struggle for me. So I I didn't go to college, but what I did do is you know the bubble had just popped, you know the technology bubble. It was like 2001, 2002, and because a lot of companies are going out of business, and I was able to buy routers and switches and servers for you know pennies on the dollar, and I set up this you know I had this one bedroom apartment, and it looked like the Bat Cave when I was done with it. I had a rack with all these Cisco devices in it and I would spend every day at lunch every night my weekends all I would do is study read and and practice hands-on on these things and I did that for about two years and I went and passed the CCNA exam uh, the Cisco certified network associate and then a few weeks later after that I got in a um, Microsoft System Administrator certification, uh, and you'd think that that was was where the story led to me getting a job, but it wasn't. It still took me uh, another two years because there were so many experienced people out of work, and eventually I, I got hired at General Dynamics. You know, I uh, did that sort of networking and, and system administrator role for a number of years. Fast forward to 2007, I had a program manager who left, and he went to work for um, the the U.S. Army's uh, Information Command, and he was managing a group of of signals intelligence analysts. And he was like, "I know you've never done this, but you know we're we're creating sort of a new role. We need analysts." who can do intelligence reporting and have a technical background. And he's like, you know, I already know 
You're good with talking to customers. I think we can teach you the writing and I think that we can uh, teach you the intelligence part. So would you be interested? And, you know, I said, yeah, that sounds awesome. And so I went from, you know, engineering and, and doing administrative work to literally learning how to chase bad guys. And I can't talk about some of the exact things that I did there. But what I can say is that once I had that job, that is where I really fell in love with 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 what I do for, for a living now. I stayed with government and I did that for, for many years. Um, it wasn't until 2014 that I actually decided to, to get out. Now, the, the scary part, you know, when you leave the government, you have all these really cool resources and tools on the government. What I found, though, once you took those away, it forced me to be a, a better analyst. I tried to leave the, the government twice. So the first time I left the government, I went to a private sector organization and, and it was a coveted team of analysts. And getting this job, I, I was so excited. And what I found was when I got there, I wasn't as fast and efficient as some of my peers were. And, you know, I really like doing things where I'm creating fake personas, you know, enumerating the infrastructure and figuring things out on my own in different creative ways. So I was not enjoying the, the way that they uh, had me doing my job. And what ended up happening was, unfortunately, it ended up leading to me being let go and given severance and, and being shown the door. And I eventually then ended up at Symantec, where, you know, that really set my, my career on fire working with those guys. And really, in, in my mind, I proved everything that I needed to prove um, based on that situation. But, you know, there, there's two paths when you have that happen. You can either let it defeat you or you come back swinging. And that's the route that I took. And that's the route that anybody who believes in themselves when when they face a, a situation like that, you know, that's really what you have to do. I don't blame the company either. Like there's certain jobs that just aren't right for certain people. And I'm very creative and I like to do things a certain way. And uh, I need that freedom to do it. I love what I do. So, you know, I really wanted to, to continue this path. So looking at feeling that my self-worth wasn't, wasn't there and that I wasn't as good as this job as I thought that I was, I realized, you know what, I, I can't sit here in self-pity. I, I really believe in myself and in my capability. And it, it was like fuel to fire. I mean, gas to fire. I, it, it just ignited something in me. And I wouldn't be where I am today if that hadn't happened. I mean, I came back twice as hard, um, you know, researching, reading, learning new skills on top of my job, you know, doing like blogs outside of work because I, I just lived and breathed this. And I wanted to be the best analyst in the world. That's never going to happen where you're the best analyst in the world. But you know what? I'm a damn good one today. And I love that I can say that. And I love what I do. While that was the worst day in my career, it was also the best day in my career because it set the path to where I am today. Self-inspiration and motivation can go just as far as having a degree and no experience, meaning if you want something and you go after it and you have the discipline to teach yourself and read and learn new tools and resources and, and ways to do things, 
you can do things, especially with the resources today, like LinkedIn, um, where you can, you know, create posts and you can submit to groups and you can network without having to already be in a career field uh, and just put yourself out there. You know, don't worry about if you get something wrong and you look like a fool. If you don't have money for college, if you can't go to college, if you don't have the experience or whatever, don't let that stop you. Go find ways to put yourself out there, get involved, go to, to the different groups, post stuff, write things, talk to people, communicate, go to conferences, meet people, and, and you'll end up getting there. And now, a message from CyberBit. Mastering cybersecurity is like mastering a sport. You build muscle memory through rigorous practice. Then, you train as a team to foster cohesion while operating under pressure. Like athletes, cybersecurity professionals thrive on hands-on simulation. But traditional courses, certifications, and open-source labs won't build you a winning team. You need CyberBit. CyberBit offers a hyper-realistic simulation environment for your SOC, IR, and C-suite to refine your skills, all using the market-leading SIMs, EDRs, firewalls, and WAFs they use every day. CyberBit is offering CyberWire listeners a free live-fire exercise. Sign up your team now at cyberbit.com slash cyberwire. <laughs> 